0: to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks Podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, doing good. Had a busy couple of days, putting a new carpet down in the house. It's all done now, so that's good. I can relax and uh, talk about video games. Uh, but speaking of talking about video games, what have you been playing in the last week or so?
1: Well, on uh Thursday, I was on Mel's stream. I interviewed her as part of that series. Sorry, I forgot to put my phone on mute there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember.
0: Um Mel- Melina, Melena.
1: Yeah, so uh she had an about us stream on Thursday, so I was in on that, playing that. I suck at being the saboteur. I'm way better at being, you, you know, mean, the Do you mean Among Us? Yeah, Among Us.
0: Okay. I think you said about us. I was a bit, yeah. No,
1: I said Among Us. Okay.
0: <laughs> Um well, cool. maybe maybe go?
1: maybe my brain is officially broken. Maybe, maybe 2020 maybe has finally just put the lo- <laughs> last nail on that coffin. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, so that was Thursday. Um still grinding through uh 7 days to die. Just finished day 42 and that's when things get interesting because their version of a boomer it starts to show up. So you got an oversized uh, zombie spitting acid balls at you, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um been doing the Animal Crossing. I finally got that going. Um it's it's good. I mean, I can understand why it sold millions. Uh it's not like my game of the year. Um I'm still on the fence on that
0: one, but uh, yeah, that's kind of sums it up. Cool. Uh so I think I I'm pretty sure I mentioned last week I finished Crash Bandicoot 4. Um and I yeah, I did talk about that on last week's podcast. Um so finished that recently, did my review, I'll mention that in the housekeeping section and whatnot. Um and then uh, played because I played so much Crash. I went back to a bit of Call of Duty. That's been kind of fun. Still broken in certain places. Just it's just server issues. There's nothing actually wrong with the gameplay of the game. Like I'm not glitching through the wall or anything, anything stupid like that. Um, it's just it's been you know, the server issues for the game, which is uh, an Activision thing. But uh, still having some fun with that. Met a couple of new people in the last week or so. Uh, that's always it's always quite good. The one really annoying thing about that though right let's say you jump into a game um and there is at at least one if not a few uh like random people so it's either you with a team or you on your own with random people or whatever um and like you know you chat to them and you you do team call outs and all that sort of stuff and you think hey i'll add this person afterwards invite them into the game and hopefully continue playing with them because after you um, I think I've said this before, C- certainly with Cyber Attack, I don't know about other game modes necessarily, once you finish that match and you exit the lobby, you're quite unlikely to be put back in with that person. Sometimes you can be actually, like, straight after, but it's it's quite rare that that actually happens. Um, and then you can go into recent players and look for the name, invite the party, friend request, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, sometimes they're either not there, or sometimes, um like the invite to game option won't be there but you can send them a friend request so that kind of works but uh at the end of the day if you can't send that person a friend request or a game invite and then you lose that person off of your recent players list like if you turn off the game later like you're gonna come back on that person's kind of gone which is which is a bit of a shame it does there is a function to where you can go into friends and like add friend and search for their name but that never really seems to work so that's just that's just a bit of a shame um but I've uh, no, been playing a bit of that. I also started this um separate FIFA career mode, like I said before I do one of those with my dad. That's been going pretty well. We're in our final season at the moment, which is the 2033 to 2034 season, so um fairly far in the future. Uh, it's about 14, 15 years or so. Um but I started my own one, and basically what I decided to do was you, kind of a kind of a player manager role in a way, now if, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, which is actually quite a rare thing uh, I know that Alan Shearer did that for Newcastle, Giggs did that for Manchester United at one point, those are the only two players I can actually think of that have done that role I know uh, Wayne Rooney does that currently for Derby, he's the manager of the team and he also plays for them as well um, but what you can essentially do, you go into career mode, you know, play your normal matches, set up the team and that sort of thing, M- make sure you click on it as a manager career um and then, you know, the game starts and all that, you kick you, yeah, you, you you do the kickoff and that sort of thing. What you can then do, you can switch to playing as only as the goalkeeper. So basically the rest of your team will be AI controlled, which sort of means you can you can do the player manager thing in that sort of way. So where the um you're still, you know, in control of substitutions and moving players around and telling them what to do and tactics and all that, but then you can still be the player because you can just control the uh, goalkeeper and until you actually switch it back to the players you can stay on as the goalkeeper a uh, bit of a different in terms of you know controls and that sort of thing you're using your right stick um, most of the time because basically you move the goalkeeper with the left stick and then you know as a player goes to shoot towards you you either go up down left or right with the analog stick and you try to save the shot and then obviously there's things like tackling throwing the ball out kicking the ball out putting the ball down or you know norm- normal things that a goalkeeper would do uh, doing quite well. I'm in the top three in my first season. Um, done fairly well in the Champions League and in the other Cups as well. Carabao Cup, FA Cup, those sorts of things. Uh, it's quite tense at some point. I'm, like, winning games just barely, losing games just barely, uh, drawing certain games. It's never... There's only been, like two or three games I've kind of run away with it but those have been against teams like Leeds and you know Newcastle and whatever so you can kind of expect that a little bit more uh did just play against Liverpool yesterday beat them 2-1 at uh, Anfield which was quite good um but no it's been it's been quite good fun it's intense at certain points um sometimes it's not as involved you know if if your goalkeeper isn't getting the ball very much you're not really doing a whole lot but uh, it's still uh, still quite good and interesting. Um, what do you kind of think of the idea, like taking control of the goalkeeper and uh, uh, letting the team kind of run around? They're fairly reliable as well. They don't sort of act like headless see, chickens.
1: See, I don't actually play any of those games, so I didn't uh, know you couldn't do
0: that. So Yeah, I think it was introduced... I can't remember which FIFA, somewhere between 12... FIFA 12 or 13 or so in, and onwards where you could control the goalkeeper and you can do, you know, career modes as them and mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. So that's, that's pretty much what I've been playing at the moment. i uh, been watching a bunch of um, The Expanse as well. I know that's TV-related stuff, but I'm just mentioning other things I've kind of been up to. Finished all 10 episodes of Season 4 and um, Watch Dogs Legion comes out. pretty sure it's this week because there was a tweet from Ubisoft last week on... Friday, I think it was, and it said, hey, Watch Dogs Legion out next week. I'd actually forgotten that that was a release date that it was this week. Um, so I've sent one of my games back. I sent um, Star Wars Squadrons uh, back because I wasn't really playing it and that sort of thing. Uh, so I sent that back, and then I'm hoping to get um, Watch Dogs. It doesn't have to be this week. It can be next week or just sort of sometime soon. Uh, the other game that I've been playing as well, uh, I did jump back into uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater um and doing all the cuz you start in the um warehouse don't you in in yep. in the first game um i don't know if this is like a normal thing to say about the game but i find it kind of not difficult i just find myself running out of time really quickly like i'm i'm fairly capable of you know getting the skate words and you know doing the tricks and that sort of thing i'm not saying i'm struggling in terms of being bad at the game i just as soon as i start finding things i've got like 30 or 45 seconds left and i just seem to quickly run out of time and i know you can you know go again and you can keep going again but it sort of cuts your momentum short a little bit like if you're collecting skate and then you you get to um k or something uh, and then you got to get the other the other letters i sort of just keep running out of time um how did you find when you got on with uh, the remastered games
1: well, I remembered from when I played them originally, yeah. you're not going to be able to get everything all in one run. Oh. So you just have to say, I'm doing this, find everything, which usually takes you a couple, three times, depending on how big the map is. Right. Then you do this, and this, and this, and this. Um, the only thing you can really chain together is the scores, the high scores, because yeah. you know as long as you keep doing tricks, you're going to get high score. Um, and that's really just dependent on uh, doing ramps, and then being able to do the switch off the ramp to keep the trick going right and grinding, or uh, whatever yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and that's really the key to that and of course the special moves Um, the scores do get a little bit easier once you get more and more stat points so that's kind of what most people do Mm -hmm. is they'll just hit maps to get stat points and then only get enough objectives to open up the new map to get more stat
0: points and then once you max all those out then you can just start going for it yeah yeah, I'm enjoying the game and that, and I'm fairly good at it. I just keep finding myself running out of time. I guess I should just do more of what you've said. Instead of trying to get multiple things, kind of focus on, like, one... Like, go in, get the skateboard or something, and then get, like, whatever else afterwards. Because they're, they're different in different levels, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, they're different things that you got to get. And then try and, obviously, you know, as you're going through... um. The, the park or the map try and just get your score and stuff but um yeah I haven't got as much nostalgia for it as certain other games but I do certainly uh, I remember sort of just you know m- mucking about in those games when I was when I was younger so um again the great era of the nineties uh, PlayStation One games is is kind of back Crash Sparrow Tony Hawk um, and a bunch of others as well uh, Medieval Metal Gear Solid isn't back yet obviously but um yeah it's good. So uh, that's pretty much everything I've been up to. Uh, like I said, Watchdogs Legion. Watchdogs Legion is the next kind of big game. I know I've still got to get stuff in uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. I've still got to go back to Lost Us Two at some point. Get the um, platinum and uh, do the uh, messing about thing with the uh, explosive arrows, which I can't wait to do as well with the unlimited arrow, arrow uh, ammo thing. Uh, so that should be fun. But um, yeah, that's everything we've been doing. Let's move into a bit of housekeeping. See you for that in a second. Hey there. I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I
1: have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire
0: around me. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. Creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E,
1: number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever
0: you listen in today. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, for the Walking Dead still continuing in the UK and in the US. Obviously, uh, Season 6, Episode 3 was this week's episode. And uh, yeah, I did my uh, podcast for that yesterday. So if you're watching that show, one of the Walking Dead spin-offs, you can check that out. Uh, Let's Play Sunday episode this week for Iron Man VR. Fantastic game. I have also reviewed the game as well. So if you search for Iron Man on the website or check on the video game reviews or podcasts, you should be able to find that as well but that's one of the Iron Man let's plays uh Manchester United drew 0-0 at home to Chelsea which you'd think wouldn't give me too many things to talk about in that podcast because there was no goals to discuss but uh lots to discuss in terms of performance and mentality and well 90 minutes worth of whatever happened in that game so uh, there's that uh Manchester United do travel to Leipzig I believe that's what they're called. uh, Tomorrow in the Champions League. So I'll be discussing that tomorrow after the game happens. So look out for that as well. Uh, Like I said, Crash Bandicoot 4 review. uh, Must play is what is the rating that I gave it. I think it's a must play video game. And uh, with the subtitle very much of Love and Respect. Which is the message that I get from the... Or the you you know the sort of signal I get from the developers is that not only did they make a really really good video game but there's just there's a lot of love and respect and callbacks and all that sort of thing in Crash Bandicoot 4. Very 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 happy with that. Uh, that does have a spoiler section in it, by the way. You wouldn't think a Crash Bandicoot game would necessarily have a spoiler section, but it does at the uh, in the second half. But of course, in the first half, you can still listen to that if you've not played the game. Uh, To get my final impressions and whatnot. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is still continuing on CBS and uh, Netflix in the UK. Uh, Season 3 episode 2 so far. Season 3 episode 3 will be out on Friday. So look out for those on Fridays. Uh, Me and Robert performed a skit last week. Which was quite interesting to do. Um, You played as sort of the Hollywood executive. Who doesn't really know how to do his job. And I played as the uh, poor old intern. Sort of person that uh is trying to make sense of the situation uh do you remember doing that having fun with that last week
1: yeah that was a ton of fun yeah that was um cool. halfway through it in my head i was uh uh
0: jk simmons and i had to stop myself from saying <laughs> hey
1: get me pictures of spider-man
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's that kind of role isn't it so uh yeah, yeah the the the, the ang- angry boss if you want to call him that uh, in this situation it's called the hollywood reboot and it's the boss that wants to reboot Everything, even though some things are still in development. But uh, that was pretty fun to do. You can go and check that out if you want to. Uh, Walking Dead will be on still continuing. Season 1, Episode 3 was the most recent podcast. We will be covering Season 1, Episode 4 tomorrow when we do that podcast. Have a look out for that tomorrow as well. Uh, Breaking Bad podcast is now finished for Season 1. We're going to be doing the Season 1 feedback podcast soon. I don't think it will be this week. Possibly next week. But uh, at some point in the near future. Uh, so that's season 1 episode 7 for the season finale and some point next year because it won't happen this year some point next year we will cover probably season 2 I don't know when but we'll just put a pin in that for 2021 so you can have a look out for that as well and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news Should uh, I go first this week? Uh, I'll go
1: first because something literally just popped up. And when I say just popped up, while you were doing your housekeeping, breaking news happened. Cyberpunk's delayed again. So this is from the official Cyberpunk Twitter feed. it went went gold. Yeah, I know. It's still delayed. So this is an official statement from the Cyberpunk uh, Twitter feed. Hey everyone, today we've decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date will be December 10th. Most likely, there are are many emotions and questions in your head, so first and foremost, please accept our humble apologies. The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current-gen, next-gen, and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare test 9 versions of it. Um... Since Cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way, we need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're aware this might seem unrealistic when some say that 21 days can make a difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. Some of you also may be wondering what these words mean in light of us saying that we've achieved gold status some time ago. Passing certification, or going gold, means the game is ready, can be completed, and has all content in it. But that doesn't mean we stop working on it and raising the quality bar. On the contrary, this is the time when many improvements are being made, which then will be distributed via a day one patch. This is the time period we undercalculated. We feel we have an amazing game on our hands and are willing to make every decision, even the hardest ones, if it ultimately leads to you getting a video game you fall in love with. And it's signed Adam Badowski and Marcin Lewinsky. I think that's how you pronounce his name. So, yeah, it's uh, no longer uh, going out in a week. It's going out in December.
0: Hmm. I don't recall this happening before. A game going gold and then being delayed. Um, At least off the top of my head, I can't think of an example where that's happened because usually that does mean that development is finished. Um. I think there's some positives to this. Obviously, there's going to be, you know, people that are I mean, I'm looking forward to playing it, but I'm not, like, jumping out of my seat, so to speak, uh, to play it. But, uh, you know, there's obviously going to be people disappointed by this that... uh, Well, you will eventually get to play it, so there's that. But um, the one kind of positive thing I've taken from that... Obviously, this is very immediate. I didn't even know this was happening until two minutes ago. Um... You know, we, we've seen examples of games in the past, and I could sit here and list a, a bunch of different ones um, that, you know, c- have come out and haven't been finished, and, you know, lo- launch now, fix later kind of a kind of situation. And um, not that I thought, you know, Cyberpunk was going to come out and be broken, but, you know, to just take that little level, little extra level of, of care and attention. Clearly, they're going pretty far with that, not only with the whole crunch thing that, that that they've talked about but you know we're going gold and then delaying again uh they clearly do just at the end of the day um want to get the best product out there and i i praise them for that in in a way and uh yeah you know certain companies would would, would look at this game even from six months ago in in development and just say no nah, just just stick it out and then we'll promise you know we'll, that we'll fix it later and then you end up launching a uh, either either incomplete or broken video game you know there's there's different levels to that but um no i mean you know in terms of the hard work and the commitment to this game i don't think anybody can doubt cd project red for uh for what they've shown here so um what what, what do you think of the situation anyway
1: uh as someone who's been really looking forward to this game obviously yeah. it's super frustrating um obviously i don't want to play a broken game uh so that's Definitely on the thing. Not that I thought it was going to be broken, but, mm-hmm. and I find this delay interesting considering how much crap they took for wanting to do an extra day a week for air quotes crunch for six weeks. Yeah. Um, my only real fear is that this gets delayed out of 2020 and into 2021. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Again, I've just, I'm, I'm kind of surprised on the spot by this because it did go gold. Was it two weeks ago? I think uh, well, a couple or, of weeks ago. Yeah, right, around about that. And I've just I don't recall. Again, there might have it probably has been a game delayed that's gone gold, but not not to one that I can really think of off the top of my head. So, um, but I mean, again... we
1: did talk last week about the Amazon games which went beta and
0: then got cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really about it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think you've got to praise Sydney Project Reds hard work um in in the situation because just clearly they've put their heart and soul into this game um and that goes back to the the message i've been saying before about a couple of different situations where like you know jk rowling and the whole um harry potter thing and oh i'm not going to support the game because she's involved you've got to think of the because she's not working on that game as, as far as i'm aware you've got hundreds of other developers um that have and you've got to think of supporting them over not supporting her and then in situ in other situations you've just gotta i don't know support the developers when you when there's clearly been hard work put in and my message to the people that you know don't like all this crunch story would be you know sure if there was you know some difficulties with with kind of doing that you've got to okay if you if you're upset or annoyed that these people have been asked to do harder work we'll support them and then By by the game, and then you're rewarding that person that's that's done all that hard work. So that's just that's just my point of view. So um, is that kind of it for that? I suppose. So it was that. Yeah. What what was the original date before that? Uh, It was going to be September. No, the the Uh, the the November date I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, the November date I think was the 18th or something. It was like a couple weeks into it because I know. I work a contract job right now, and so I it was getting ready to be, like, released the week after my contract ended, and I wasn't going to have any work after that, so I was going to have, like, literally all the time in the world to play this, so...
0: Okay, yeah, and now it's... But I want to say 10th or the 18th, one of the two. Mm-hmm, and now it's the uh, 10th of December, so it's not a particularly big delay either. It's not like yep. it's summer 2021 or something, so... We'll see how it goes in, in the coming weeks. Um, all right, what else did you want to move on to talk about today?
1: Well, uh, Reggie fils is back in the news again, and he is the busiest retired man I have ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. Uh, since he was in February, the board of directors at GameStop uh, in March, then he launched his podcast in May. And now he joins the board of directors at the Toys and Games Company Spinmaster. Uh, that was uh, also in May. And his new job—he is on the board of directors at Brunswick, which is a boating company that makes the Sea uh, Ray and Mercury Marine engines. A uh, quote from him saying, "As a from the company." As a highly respected and seasoned executive, Reggie's experience in consumer-facing initiatives in and digital, digital technology will make him a valued addition to our strong and experienced board of directors. Uh, this is, you know, he's been head corporate guy forever. Before Nintendo, he worked at uh, VH1, which was uh, an attempt to actually bring music videos after MTV decided they didn't need to do that anymore, Pizza Hut and Procter & Gamble. Uh, there's no official... Uh, notes for exactly what he's going to be doing but you know this is like his
0: fourth job this year so that's kind of getting silly yeah the uh like you said the busiest retired man at least i can think of so most people would um go and uh relax and stuff i mean i'm sure he's been you know relaxing and and whatnot but uh yeah um yeah credit to him i've you know not got any problems with him or anything i think he did i did a very 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 good job with uh with Nintendo over the years you know saw out the launch of the uh, Nintendo Switch and the success of that and every time he's been on a stage or on in an interview or just you know online in some sort of presence uh, he's always looked like a nice humble guy uh, and he was of course part of the moment uh, was it the game awards for 2018 um when him Phil Spencer and at the time Sean Leyden uh went onto the game awards stage and they yeah, had Yeah I think that, that was 2018 yeah yeah that was that was pretty good um so yeah great guy hope he's hope he's getting on well hope he does well with uh whatever he's gonna do here and um we'll see how it all plays out i suppose so uh what what would you want to add to this
1: Oh, nothing. It's just that he was he was the face of Nintendo for so long. People forget, you know, he had a corporate career before that. Yeah. Um. But outside of that, yeah, he's always seemed like a genuine, you know, guy. He's always really loved the projects that he's done. Uh, can't deny, can't knock the success of the Switch. I mean, that thing absolutely blew away yeah. expectations. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So you know, good luck in uh, his fourth
0: job. So. Cool. All right. What else we want to talk about today?
1: All right, well, we'll stay on Nintendo because we got a little bit of Switch Pro rumors. Uh, The next generation Switch, which is supposed to be out next year, could be sporting a new mini-LED display. Uh, The new tech would be supplied by Taiwanese panel manufacturer Analux, according to a report in Economic Daily News. The mini-LED is meant to improve contrast ratios and produce deeper blacks when compared with LCD panels when lit with regular LEDs. That technology you can actually see now because that appeared in last year's TCL 8 series televisions. Essentially, the tiny lights could mean ultimately a better picture quality, a sharper contrast, brighter colors, and more distinction in the colors. Uh, this report falls in with some other rumors about the Switch Pro, like a 48 hour battery life and the possibility of a 4K upscaling, which just saying 4K on the Switch just sounds really friggin' weird. That's gonna blow that um, up.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. If Nintendo uh, chooses not to use Interlux, it's a signal for a potential break from major Japanese manufacturer Sharp and Japan Display Incorporated. Uh, the article reached out for comment from Nintendo, but they had not heard back yet. So, what mm. do you think about uh, that?
0: Well, I think if you play a game on 4K and you're a Nintendo Switch, it will explode. No, um, I think I just think that I think the next step for Switch, if they're gonna do, because this has been talked about for probably a couple of years now cuz the switch is what 3 years old um yeah 2017 3 years um try going from cuz at the moment most switch games at least from the ones that I'm aware of uh can play in 720p I think so the next stage shouldn't be 4k the next stage should possibly be 1080p um and then trying to go from maybe 33 frames a second to maybe 60 1080p instead because um, I, I would just have to imagine that even if this, uh, let's call it a Switch Pro for for lack of better current terms or whatever. Um, if it would be called that or the Switch Plus or, or whatever because companies like to name things Plus these days. Um, I think, I, I can't imagine currently a version of the Switch that would run games in 60 and uh, 4K um I, I just can't really imagine that being a thing because i mean at the end of the day if you if you can somehow get a version of the switch to run games in 4k then you shouldn't have too many problems getting like you know the the, the upcoming sort of next gen games on the system because one of the switch's current problems even though it's a, it's a great little system you know if you've uh got family or kids or even if you just want to switch for yourself and you want to connect it to your t- to tv and then you know play it on the go or put it on a table or something it's great for all that it's it's a really really great system uh apart from the joy cons the actual switch itself is a is a great console um but uh what was i going to say but um yeah i think that with the current issue of it being that even games from 5 years ago so things like the Witcher 3 and I know the Witcher 3 is a very demanding game like you know technically um and it runs in quite low resolution and low frame rate which is great that they can still put a version of of the Witcher on the Switch but um it sort of seems like with again with this report and I know this is kind of rumor mill ish sort of stuff um instead of trying to it seems like this is maybe trying to jump two steps forward instead of just one at the moment. Again, if they can jump two steps forward, go from 720p games to 4k games, and it can actually work, and the battery life can also sustain that, because that's one other thing you gotta keep in mind. If you're doing these higher frame rates and 4k graphics, that's gonna kill the battery very, very quickly. So you gotta keep that in mind as well. Um, but if they can pull that off, that's a, that's a really, really great step for Nintendo for next gen because as we start to get further into the PS5 Series X era of games and games become even more demanding in a technical sense, um, it's going to be more and more difficult for the Switch to even keep up with because, uh, like I said, games from five years ago, uh, they they you can't play The Witcher 3 on Switch at 60 uh 1080p has to be. I think it's 30 frames and 70, 720, 720p, but it's definitely not 1080p, uh, 60 frames. Um, so we'll see. I just think that uh, they're possibly trying to step too far forward, but if they can, if they can pull it off, great. But we shall uh, see how it works. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've only just started playing with the Switch, and graphically, yep what they've designed for it looks great. Um so as long as that stays, you know we'll just have to see when the final product comes out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, how are you getting on with your switch and Animal Crossing by the way?
1: Uh, it's good. I'm liking it. Uh it plays really well. I still hate the Joy-Cons. Um, They're terrible. at some point <laughs> um I'm right now I'm looking on uh, Amazon to see if there's anything that can make it play a little bit more comfortably and mm-hmm. at some point I'm going to have to get like a controller controller cuz that little slidey dock thing that comes with it is just way too small. I'm also not getting used to the uh to the button layouts cuz hmm. normally yeah. on I since I do a uh, uh, Xbox it's always the bottom of the four buttons that I use to like advance. A, That's actually yeah. cancel on the switch and um it's the
0: one on the uh right that actually advances it. So I've been screwing that up a lot. <laughs> yeah, cuz A's on the right and then on Xbox it's on the bottom. Um same for PlayStation, I know it's X instead of A, but the basically the confirm button that you're talking about, they're both on Xbox and on PlayStation at the bottom, either A or X, and then on Switch, it's the button on the right, which is A, because for some reason, both Y and X and B and A have f- flipped over, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but again, it's kind of a Nintendo thing. Um, but uh, yeah, what, one of my recommendations, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, I, I'll, I'll be able to possibly look it up for you, um, you can get an adapter that lets you use your uh, PlayStation 4 controller on the Switch. You basically get this little USB adapter. You plug it in. It's got like a sync button on it. You press and hold the sync button and then do the uh, PS button and the share button at the same time. You get it synced up and uh, your Switch will recognize that. And you can just use You still have to use it in the same way. So circle would still be A on the right and B would be X, if you know what I mean. And then triangle would mm-hmm. be triangle would be X. And then Y would be. Um. Is it Y? What? What's the What's the left button on the Xbox? I've forgotten for some reason. Uh, I think it's Y. I think it's X on the left, isn't it? And then Y. Yeah, Y at the top and an X on the left. Uh, for Xbox, those are switched around. Um, but I'll try and find. It's it's in my room. The uh, adapter that I've got. So I'll try and look up the name for you. Uh, it only cost yeah. me. I think it was about £15 or something, which is, you know, if if you want to use the, the PS4 controller at the end of the day, it's cheaper than going and spending, I don't know, $50 yeah. or, or whatever.
1: I'm sure there'll be sales for the Black Friday that's coming up, so that's probably what I'll do. I'll just uh, make do with it until then, so. Cool, cool. N- that's only a month away, so. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, as as someone who's had the Switch for a while, what, 2018 maybe, um, I can just know I can't use Joy-Cons anymore <laughs> so uh yeah because in 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 a way they're the ones that are designed for for the kids and then the pro controllers are the ones that are designed for the adults but the problem is if you go and get a base version of the switch it doesn't come with a pro controller so hang on a sec yeah yeah what's that What box that one Okay, Um, but yeah, those those are the, you know, pro pro controllers are supposed to be for um, the adults, but then they don't come with the base version of the Switch. So it's just a bit unfortunate. Um, Let's move on from that. What else do you want to talk about today?
1: Well, from the department of OK, this thing exists now. um, Atari released some concept art for its video game themed hotels which, yes, there's going to be Atari Hotels. I think we talked about this like six months ago, and I couldn't believe it then, and I still don't Maybe. believe it now.
0: yeah. It rings a bell.
1: Uh, but there is concept art out for it. It looks kind of a mishmash between uh, Neuromancer, Blade Runner, and Tron, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, according to the hotel C- Atari CEO, Fred Chestnut. C H E S N A I S, chestnuts. I guess I'm no. I'm pronouncing that wrong. I don't know. Um, Atari Hotels will create a world that caters to gamers of all ages and experience levels, giving them a place to call home, a groundbreaking experience that shares Atari's legacy of innovation. Uh, the video game company announced in January. That's right, it was January that they would be opening eight video game themed hotels, two locations in California, uh, Austin. Chicago, Denver, Las Vegas, and Seattle.
0: Um, yeah, that's 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 a thing. I don't cool. know what to say about that. I think that's quite cool, actually. I think that you can lean on some nostalgia there for Atari fans who either grew up with those consoles or people that have enjoyed them, yeah, you know, even if they got them in their teenage years or even slightly later in life. Uh, depends when you were born, I, I suppose. I've never played on an Atari console myself, so uh that's not quite there for me. But um yeah, I think more hotels should possibly try and do things like this. I've seen the um I've seen some videos of like the Disney hotels that you can you can kinda get. Those have been kinda cool. Um but uh yeah, if it if it works out and it's good and they make money from it and uh people like what they kinda put in there. I'm assuming they can possibly put some playable version of an Atari in the hotel rooms, that would be kind of ideal. So you get a little bit of sort of throwback gaming while you're, uh, resting at the hotel. I don't know, but that's just a, a possible idea that they could do. So, um, yeah, sounds, sounds interesting to me. So, uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to check it out if they ever get built. Um, just depending on which city it's in. Yeah. Uh, California is expensive. Seattle's been riots off and on for like the last two months. Uh, Austin's packed to the gills. You can barely walk around in there. So, um but I have friends that live in Denver and Vegas, so I could check one of those twos out as a thing, so cool. We'll see how that works
0: out. What would you um if you were going to stay a hotel, what would you want it themed as?
1: Uh that I don't know cuz I don't spend a lot of time in hotel rooms. And mm-hmm. my last job that I had, I spent way too much time in motel rooms. Uh, I forget if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but the, the recycling job I had in 2019, I had 43 booked rooms out of state overnight in just that year alone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was on the road a lot, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, because we've had to record a few times on the road when I was yeah. on the road, rather. Yeah. Um, definitely sci-fi themed, because I think you you could do a lot and not be locked down to like one specific IP, yeah, yeah, there's, but again, that gets into li- that gets into licensing fees and right. uh, Star Wars, fun Star stuff.
0: Trek expense, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: anything so. you name it. Um, but you can have like one room. I know that uh, there's a Star Trek hotel in Vegas. Cool, you can actually get married on the bridge of the Enterprise. That's a thing. I don't That's know if it's nice. still open. I just remember seeing that because yeah. you can uh, you can rent. Uh, uh, star trek uniforms and you know have like fleet
0: rankings and everything for cool. your uh, bridal party nice um i think for me i was gonna say toy story but if you just did like 90s focused because then you could have spider-man crash bandicoot toy story disney overall um i don't know that i'd want to sleep in like a last of us hotel i appreciate like the grimness of the story and how mature it needs to be and all that but i don't know that i'd want to sleep in a room that's themed around that you know like i wouldn't want a picture of a clicker on the wall or something or, or like one of the seraphites or the wolves on uh on the wall or something <laughs> like um yeah that's that's just not quite where that theme fits in to me like if you're going to do something based on uh something really dark but um yeah you know the, the fun kind of 90s era spider-man crash bandicoot disney toy story that could uh that could work pretty well so that would be, probably be the ideal one for me uh anyway what else do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, well, AMD just emptied out its bank account. Uh, AMD announced that it will soon acquire Z-Lynx, a chip manufacturer that specializes in custom chips, such as the FPGA, which stands for Field Programmable Gate Arrays, and the SOCS, the system on chip. Uh, the The deal announced will see Ryzen, Radon, and Epic chip makers acquiring the computing company with a view to expand AMD's data center and custom silicon portfolio. Uh take a wild guess of how much they spent to buy this company.
0: Um probably not eight billion like the Bethesda thing, probably not four billion, like the Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Uh I'm just thinking recently in terms of money that we've we've talked about on this show. Um a few hundred thousand dollars? I really don't really don't know particularly, but that's just my rough guess.
1: Thirty five billion.
0: Oh thirty five billion, okay. That yeah. uh, that's that surprised me. Yeah, yep. not quite as uh, much as what Disney paid for Fox, but then that's pretty out there. So, <laughs> yep.
1: according to the article, with a 35 billion price tag, Z lynx is valued close to what uh, Nvidia paid for Arm—a grand sum total of 40 billion. Uh, NVIDIA also spent uh, $7 billion last year on data center networking company Mellanox, which that's a weird name for a company, hmm. uh, which is sure to factor in in AMD, AMD's decision to purchase z as it will allow AMD freedom to deliver high-performance computing and data center environments with its custom chips. Uh, the Z-Lynx team this is one of the strongest in the industry, and we are thrilled to welcome them to the AMD family, uh, said, uh, what's this guy's name, uh, CEO Dr. Lisa Su um by combining our world-class engineering teams and the deep dominance ex- deep domain experience we will create an industry leader with vision talent and scale to define the
0: future of high performance computing so yeah that's the thing now Yep, yeah, it's a lot of money spent uh hopefully it works out for them because you, you won't want a company to spend that much money on something and not have it work out necessarily so mm-hmm. uh good luck to them i don't have anything particularly to add to the story but um yeah, good luck to them. We'll see how they uh, get on with that, I suppose. Yeah. AMD so. has been crushing it with the uh, with
1: their processors and their graphics cards, so this is really going to just push them forward.
0: Cool. All right, what else do I want to talk about today?
1: Well, if you are planning on getting a PS5, but you don't like the uh, generic look of the white fins, a third-party company has already started selling pre-orders for a handful of other faceplate covers. Uh, The site uh, Playist Station, that's very clever, Mm -hmm. is offering five color designs right now. Cherry Red, Indigo Blue, Chromatic, Jungle Camo, and a limited edition matte black. Uh, Reasonably priced at $40, including the limited edition, the site says that it's aiming to ship within two weeks of the PS5 launch to assure they have close to new consoles. Uh, you sense. can also select a digital edition faceplate. Um, obviously, the faceplates are different for the digital and uh disk drive editions. I like that. I kind of miss the, the early 360 days when you could swap out faceplates mm-hmm. and make them look a little different. Yep. I would advise waiting uh, for a couple weeks because I don't know how they're modeling these faceplates. So you never know if they're
0: going to be 100% accurate in terms of fitting properly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I happen to have an Xbox 360 right next to me at the moment. Uh, it's the one that I've put downstairs, but like I, like I said at the top of the podcast. Uh, we were doing the carpet and everything needed to be moved out of the room. That included the Xbox and the, uh, not the Kinect 2.0, the old version of the Kinect, which has got one of those, um, uh, you could put like an attachment on the first version of the Kinect. Basically, if you're in a smaller room, it would let you play it in a smaller area. It kind of worked. Um, but that, those are both next to me as well. Um, yeah, it was quite a good thing you could do with the faceplates. Um, at because on the Xbox 360 I'm looking at, there's the, the white console. Uh, it was the just the standard version of the 360 console. It wasn't the Elite or the, uh, whatever the other one was called. Um, but, uh, it's just the normal version. And then that's got, um... It's almost like a blackish-gray sort of faceplate on the front. Um, and then, uh... Yeah, works works pretty well. I do really like, just as I'm looking at the 360 now, um, I forgot about the, the hard drive. You could just really easily pop it off from when mm-hmm. you've got it laid down or stood up. You could just so easily take that thing off, put a different one on. Um, You literally just, because there's a little hatch button or a latch button, I suppose. You press that, take it off, and then you just could literally pop on a new one. I remember when... Uh, I used to go around some of my friends' houses in, like, you know, 2008 or 2010, when I was at high school, and, um, I can't remember, I think it was for some FIFA saves or or something else, and then, uh, I was going around one of my friends' houses, and then I said, oh, like, you know, he said to me, oh, you can play, like, the game or whatever while he was doing something else, I don't remember the exact situation, you're talking over ten years ago, and then I just took my faceplate off and uh, not my faceplate. took the hard drive off my xbox brought it over to his house which he was just across the road and just put it on his console i signed in and that was pretty much it uh it was it was quite good but um yeah i like things you know like face plates i think this will be good for the uh for the ps5 hopefully it will do quite well for them and um yeah, it's good that they're trying to obviously launch pretty close to the to the consoles uh, start and everything. I would follow the the advice that Robert said as well about just wait a little bit of time just to see if these things, you know, work properly and sort of function properly and don't kind of <clears throat> um, ruin anything for your PS Five because you don't want to buy a new five hundred dollar console and then buy a faceplate and then it ruins it for some reason. Yeah,
1: especially since those faceplates are part of the design to move air through for cooling, yeah, so you don't want yeah. anything to get
0: bound up like that. Yeah, so just wait and see if uh, if it's all good to go. Um, but yeah, I, I miss things like faceplates and even just things like um, console startups. ups um, I actually just recently um, got my PlayStation 2 out because as we were, um, again, sorting out for the carpet and that sort of stuff, uh came across Theme Hospital on the PlayStation 1. And uh, it's a game my mum used to play, and I said, hey, I could probably try and, I don't know if it will definitely work, but I'll try and set it up for you on the PlayStation 2. Uh, It all works good. She's got, like, a a game that she's, uh, or like, a save file that she's playing at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's interesting with, I don't know if you've done it yourself, if you play a PlayStation 1 game on a PlayStation 2, it will give you the first part of the uh, PlayStation 2 boot up and then as the as it reads the game and goes to boot into the game, it will do the end part of the playstation one intro i just I just kind of miss things like that. these days your consoles just sort of start up, and that's that's it they the like the menus there um and I get it people want their consoles to boot up fast and um you know just kind of get on with with you know either watching something or playing something but i I think you should maybe be able to have an optional uh console start up Because so, it's this is kind of a cool little addition but um Anyway, yeah, I hope that these uh PS5 faceplates work pretty well. I'm not too particularly bothered <coughs> myself with them. Um I'll probably just get the white version of the PS4, uh like the the standard edition, eventually sorry, the PS5 eventually and uh, just just kind of go with it like I've said before with my both my Switch, Xbox One and PS4 I've just kind of stuck with the original versions and uh it's all been good so far. So um but what's your plans for buying any of this sort of stuff?
1: Uh, well, I'm still looking for the Series X to go back available on Amazon. Like I mentioned before, the credit card that I have has a points rewards program, and I can convert that directly to uh, gift cards on Amazon. Yeah. So I can pay about half of that off hmm. on Amazon, buying it through there. Um, definitely getting a, a Series X first, just because I don't really play on my PlayStation a whole lot. I mean, outside of when I'm going online to do the Ghost of Tsushima stuff. I hardly ever play it at all. I just don't use it enough to justify buying a new one. I mean, so. the only reason why I have a PS4 is because I had a 10 year old laptop I didn't need and a guy was willing to trade for it, so we did a little swappy swappy. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. All right, what else do I want to talk about today?
1: Okay, the last thing I have is a little fun thing that happened with Microsoft. Uh, you can say a lot about them. Uh, lacking a sense of humor is definitely not one of them. No. Um ever since they revealed the Series X, they've been joke people have been making jokes about how boxy and large it is, which is ironic now considering the uh, PS5 is way bigger than the Series X. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're both uh, pretty but big, also... but the PS5 is something else. <laughs> uh
1: but a lot of people also joke that it looked like a fridge. So mm-hmm. Microsoft made a Series X refrigerator, cool. and I'm not even joking. Uh, there are three out. There are three that they made. Um, it's just your normal standard size fridge, outside of the fact that it looks like a Series X and it plays the uh, Xbox boot up music when you open the fridge, which that would get annoying after a while. Oh, cool. No, I
0: think that's kind of cool. Maybe it would get. Annoying I mean, it, eventually, yeah, it's but... cool,
1: but it eventually <clears throat> you would get over it. Um, maybe. maybe yeah. Uh, one fridge went to I Justine the YouTuber. So if you go on her YouTube, you can see her doing an unboxing, and it is comically big. Uh
0: the I'd other have went to to... That. yeah, yep. The, I've, uh, second... I've seen a few of her videos before she's she's kinda cool. So
1: Yep. Uh the second fridge went to Snoop Dogg because why not? <laughs> um the third is actually going to be given away on uh to a lucky winner. Uh, you do have to follow uh the Xbox Microsoft uh Twitter page um to see how they're gonna win away. They don't have anything listed yet. <laughs> Um. so it, when you're on twitter just search xbox as literally the account and at some point they'll have
0: some kind of contest going to where you can win yourself a
1: series x fridge
0: cool um then about you but I'd, I'd like one i think they'd be kind of cool and um, like you said that then the startup noise might get annoying eventually but i don't know maybe there's something you can do about that or or something i don't know um, the
1: only thing that's really missing from the fridge is uh, a display to stream XCloud on. Have you seen that?
0: Have you seen those videos? I have, yeah, with like Doom and and, and yeah, stuff like that. Um,
1: and for people that don't know, there are some brands of fridges that have like a smart LCD panel on it that you can do like like make a shopping list or some of them are doing it for energy efficiency they have actually a camera so you can actually tap the screen and see what's in the fridge without having to open the fridge Hmm. uh they're doing it as like an energy efficiency thing and some people are modding the uh the os because it's obviously um a google variant of the os and they're using that to stream xcloud and they're playing video games on their fridge so why not
0: yep we live in a interesting era (laughs) yeah so, we live um, in
1: wild times that is to be sure
0: yeah definitely definitely um but no i think it sounds it sounds kind of cool um i'm gonna have to go and watch uh i justine's um video I, i've seen her do unboxings for like iphones and uh, a bunch of other stuff before so uh, she's she's quite cool on youtube um but yeah kind of a cool little idea um what what do you think do you, would you get one
1: um if it was a raffle then yeah i wouldn't say no to it um i just would hope there's a way to
0: uh turn that noise off (laughs) yeah i remember with the um one of the xbox versions of uh sorry one of the forza versions of of xbox i remember when you turned it on it did like a car rev startup sort of sound
1: yeah there was a um forza six themed xbox
0: yeah yeah that that was kind of cool I, I like little things like that it's 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 something a bit different isn't it so uh anyway that you said that was your last thing to talk about mm-hmm. cool well let's talk about some uh live action adaption versions of uh certain video games the first one the uncharted movie which by the way in case some of you don't know which some people clearly don't given the comments that i've seen this week before i get into any of what this news even is this is a prequel so if you're looking at tom holland And thinking that he's too young to play Nathan Drake. That's because he's playing a younger version of Nathan Drake. And this was announced at least a few years ago. So just just to set the stage a little bit. Uh, But we got our first look of that. Uh, Tom Holland was on set. I think he was visited by Nolan North. He he went to give him a chat. Maybe give him some advice. Because obviously Nolan's been uh, voicing that character for some time. Um, Did you manage to see the fully dressed version of uh, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake?
1: Yeah, it uh, it definitely looks pretty close to the video game. Yeah, and yeah, he does look young, but let's be fair, he looks young regardless. Right. Um. He's he's about your age. He's like
0: yeah, twenty three. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, it's about that age. Yeah. So I think he's a little bit younger than me, actually. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think he looks great. You know, I looked at the uh, the image that they they put out. It was put out by PlayStation and Naughty Dog, and and I think Tom Holland himself put uh, put the picture out. Uh, I think the outfit looks really good. Um, and uh, I, I've been kind of positive on this film for, for a while. This kind of could feel like... A, a little bit in tone of what Solo was. The uh, the Star Wars film. Or, the uh, prequel based on uh, Han Solo of course. Um, and again, a prequel as well. Uh, there was a part of... Um, I think it was Uncharted 3 that went back in time a little bit. And then you kind of saw a flashback of... Uh, of um, Nathan meeting um Sully and then them kind of like bonding and stuff and kind of getting on. I think it will cover that sort of time period. But yeah, this this isn't supposed to look like the older version of uh, Nathan Drake because if if you remember, we had the uh, Nathan Fillion little YouTube sort of film version of that and everything. And this isn't isn't supposed to be in line with that. But uh, the other one that we saw as well uh mark gold um sorry mark Wahlberg, uh who has been cast as sully showed a little sort of first look of uh, what he looks like as sully not quite a sort of you know fully dressed up and everything he just had a mustache and uh was sitting in a hair and makeup chair i, I think um did you manage to see that
1: yeah um i can see mark Wahlberg in that role especially okay. if they're going for yeah. a younger mm-hmm.
0: yeah Yeah I think he looks good in that Obviously this version with Mark Wahlberg Wasn't like fully dressed and everything like Tom Hollands was Um, Some people have said that maybe he doesn't quite fit Sully I can see him kind of fitting into that role It's a very sort of particular role to play certainly Um, But no I think they've got two very good casting choices here They've still got a few others to make obviously uh, Eventually Uh, We don't know how much time the um, If there is sequels It depends how it does in the box office obviously uh, how much time the first game will cover? Because eventually he will probably meet Elena when he when he maybe gets a bit older. Uh, I don't know what age is supposed to be for that sort of time period, but uh, maybe we'll get there um, in the end. Uh, I think the film's supposed to come out, maybe the end of this year or, or or some point next year, maybe. And again, you know, you got the issues of cinemas being closed, so uh, who knows if it comes out this year or we'll have to see sort of what happens with that. But um, yeah, I've I've uh, got uh, an interest in this i think this could be could be quite fun so and the the interesting thing in terms of it being an uncharted film Uncharted's always been kind of a hollywood you know action blockbuster type of game anyway so it kind of really fits in with the you know action hollywood blockbuster of a of a film so that fits in pretty well uh yeah the biggest issue is always going to be with a film you're limited on
1: time to tell a story so yeah but it being kind of a prequel that limits them And that actually frees them up to have a very specific story to tell without Mm. doing anything non-canon to the video
0: games. Yep, yep. The next one that we've got today, which was announced today as well, um, Netflix is going to be working with Ubisoft again, as they've announced before with the uh, Splinter Cell animated series. There was that Division um, film that was announced as well with Jake Gyllenhaal and someone else a couple of years ago. We haven't heard about that, but uh, they're working with Netflix again. For a live action version of an Assassin's Creed TV series is going to be in the works. Now, first of all, I hope that this is better than the Michael Fassbender film that we got in 2017, 2018. I didn't actually finish watching it. I actually turned it off because I thought it was particularly bad. Uh, again, I think with with something as deep as the lore with Assassin's Creed, you need more than two hours to, to do Something like that. So I think I think a TV series could work pretty well. You know, if you have a 10 episode or 8 episode Netflix series. And you go into different eras in different seasons or something. Um, yeah, I think this could be could be quite good. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Kind of a nice surprise. But, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of drifted away a little bit from my interest with Assassin's Creed. Just just given what they did with the story. Uh, the story was still okay. But I just didn't particularly like the direction that they've gone in in the last couple of games. I am going to try out Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Whenever that comes out, I think it's yes yeah, next month, isn't it? Um, yeah. What's your interest level for uh, Assassin's Creed Netflix series live action?
1: Uh, I'd have to know more about it. I'd have to, That's you know, true. who's yeah. who's in it, who's starring in it. You know, are they going to bring in the whole? Uh, and you know, you're sitting. Yeah, the animus. Are you sitting in a chair, or is this going to be? You know, this is one of those things you got to have a lot more
0: details. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, Early for all that at the moment But uh, we will see how this works out There has been in the last year or so Or even just in the last couple of months There has been a lot of video game to TV Adaptions announced We've had um, Was it the Fallout series for uh, Amazon We've had this Assassin's Creed thing We had Last of Us for HBO announced um, We've already got a few out there Obviously things like The Witcher Which yes I know is based on the book Not the game but it's still Kind of the same thing uh, and then there's the um, uh, Ca- Castlevania, yeah, the the Netflix series for that, which I never did finish the second season of and I've heard good things about, so I'll have to go back to that. Uh, let's move on from that and talk a little bit about um, Jason Schreier and the PlayStation 5. Now, um, before we get into what this is about, I actually agree with him here, which is going to make a bit of a different, interesting um, conversation perhaps. So it seems as of this week or as of today, there's been uh, some embargo stuff listed for the actual PlayStation 5. Because, you know, the Xbox Series X and the uh, PlayStation 5s are starting to go out to press and, you know, for impressions and and all that sort of thing. So uh, this is what Jason said. By the way, you can check out Jason's work on, uh, I think it's Bloomberg he works for now. If Mm -hmm. you want to go and read some of the stuff he makes, uh, I just want to mention that as well. So if you want to check that out. Uh, so he said the following the the ps5 controller is wild i've been playing astro's playroom the game that comes with the system and the combination um of rumble haptic feedback adaptive triggers feels more next gen than any graphic improvements we've seen yet more to come in my review closer to launch so i guess it's you know his actual review of whatever he's doing uh is probably embargoed for now because Consoles come out next month and stuff. I actually did reply to Jason's tweet here. And I'm going to read out what I said. Uh, and I said. And this is why advancing gameplay for next gen. Is not only more important. But more useful. Than worrying about graphics for next gen. Just sort of touching on. Just sort of touching on him. Saying that these these next gen features. That he's talked about. With what the DualSense can do. Is more kind of impressive to him than any graphical stuff and i would absolutely agree with him with that i do think that going forward this you know of what i've kind of said before trying with video games to not only necessarily with the games but maybe with the controllers and different different uh you know things that you can use like maybe camera stuff or controller features that you can kind of use Improving those things and advancing that forward is not only more important to me than improving graphics, which, let's face it, are fantastic these days. We, we're certainly spoiled with how good things look. Um, is not only more important than that, but it's more useful, certainly, because as you're playing a video game, you're going to be interacting with it all the time. Sure, you're going to be looking at it and looking at the good view or the great character models or like how how different stuff looks but i would certainly say it's more important to and more useful to to improve the graphical side of things um yeah what do you make of uh all of this
1: yeah i've started watching some of the unboxings um the, it definitely looks like it's a more durable uh controller and definitely yeah, agree yeah. with the, the the haptics on that um did you see the rest of the the unboxings with the headphones and the camera and all that
0: i didn't no I, I haven't seen any of the unboxings i just read some tweets and stuff today so
1: yeah they they definitely spent a lot of time with uh build quality uh, making sure that was good so that's that's important
0: definitely yeah yeah but where do you stand on the whole you know innovating on games and you know what this dual sense can uh possibly do <clears throat> It's it's one of those things
1: that until we get games to take advantage of it, we really don't know. So yeah, yeah, that's also
0: true. So uh, moving on to uh, the stupid part of the uh, episode, not because of us, but because of what somebody else has said. I'm sure many of you know what I'm about to talk about. Uh, this guy's name is Alex um, Hutchinson, and he works for Google Stadia. And he said the following. Streamers, so Twitch streamers, YouTube streamers, etc. Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for. Should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as the publishers decide to enforce it. Uh, The truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use i don't think he's quite understanding that when let's say let's say later today i go and stream call of duty right i'm advertising that game for activision you know it's an activision product it's an activision game um you know there's developers attached to it sure i haven't brought any sort of license fee to stream it but uh you know, I know we're in 2020 and we've seen some pretty out there, strange, stupid, weird stuff. This is one of the stupidest things I think somebody's ever said in this industry. Um, and judging by you know the many, many, many comments that people were attaching to this uh, in in the last couple of days, there's certainly a lot of people that uh, agree with me. Just, just the whole part of needing to pay a license fee to stream a game that you've already bought. So not only have you... Not only have you already supported the developers by actually buying that video game. You're then advertising it for those... You know, because if you're a popular streamer or whatever. Saying, hey, come and check out this game. You know, Call of Duty or Crash or, you know, whatever. If a a viewer comes over to your stream and they go, hey, that's cyberpunk game. That looks pretty cool. I'll go and try it out myself. You've advertised that game for that company. CD Projekt Red in that case. And that will help the developers. But I don't think this guy quite understands that point of uh, what he's trying to make. But um, anyway, Robert, what do you think of this statement?
1: Uh, Well, I, I agree with you that it is pretty stupid. It's also kind of tone deaf to what streaming is. Yeah, yeah. I have to be honest, in the technical, he is right in the sense that you don't have to buy a streaming license, but technically you're not allowed to stream it. But it's one of those things that nobody ever enforces it. Unless it becomes like a serious uh, issue with uh, broadcasting rights, like you can't just stream a television show because that's a broadcast. Yeah. But since you buy the game, that is part of that. No, um, no developer is ever gonna do anything about that because that's free advertising for them. Yeah. If you look at a game like Among Us, there's no way Among Us works without being a stream. There's no way anybody really buys it without a stream. And it's a great, it's basically a game designed to be streamed. I know originally it was a mobile game, but until people I knew started playing it on stream, I had never heard of this game. And I played it on Mel's stream last week. Um, So yeah, I mean, again, like I said, technically he is right, but nobody's going to do anything about
0: that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. At all, yeah. ever. Yeah, it's just you know you know when you read stuff on the internet which we do every day and you're just kind of taken back and surprised. And uh, I I read a lot of clickbait nonsense headlines because you know that's just, just, just the stuff that gets put on the internet. So I I've read some pretty stupid stuff in the past. I'm sure we all have. But um, when you when you get a quote like that from somebody who works for Stadia, uh, it just kind of surprises you. So yeah that was that and um you know it's yeah very 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 strange so um anyway let's move on to the feedback questions comments whatever we've got for this week if you would like to send in your thoughts feelings questions comments maybe concerns about video games or anything related to entertainment talk matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter eTalkUK, uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes kelly Says sorry, Matt. I can't get into the Last of Us Two. The game feels too slow to me. Um, first of all, I'd say you you haven't got to apologise to me. You haven't hurt me or offended me or anything like that. Um, as I've said before, and as we've all said in the past, um, you know, if if somebody goes to play a game that you you particularly like, in this case, Last of Us Two, which I absolutely love, if you don't get on with the game and it doesn't click for you and you don't feel like you wanna maybe progress with it further or if you're struggling to progress with it further, that is absolutely perfectly fine. If you you know, you play a game or you watch a show or you watch a film and it's just not clicking with you, you don't like it, it's uh it's perfectly fine. You don't any owe anybody an apology. Now if you go onto Twitter and say to someone like Neil Drunkman, the director of the game or one of the voice actors, and call them something nasty because you don't like the game that uh, is not acceptable. But, you know, if you simply just don't like the thing that you're playing and it doesn't click with you, uh, it's perfectly fine. Um, What do you think of uh, this particular situation, Robert?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always a bummer uh, when you listen to someone's content and you're really into it and then you try the thing that they love and it just doesn't click with you. But, again, I agree with you. There's no reason to apologize. You know, Matt and I are on completely opposite ends of Last of Us. I did finish Last of Us you know one could for the story and it was an okay game you know it's a solid seven seven and a half if we had to give it a number scale which i'm not the biggest fan of but uh and at some point i'm sure i'll play last of us too if it goes on like a, a deep sale if it's like you know 20 30 bucks something like that i might pick it up and play it to play it but you know there's games that i love that nobody has that much interest in i've probably sunk thousand hours into the various uh State of Decay franchises between you know the first one and the second one. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't know if you've ever played any of those games, but you know it is what it is. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day that's all that's all fine. It's all about opinion. If you do or don't like a game, you're not right or wrong in that situation. So uh, but we appreciate the email nonetheless. Um hopefully if you do maybe decide that you wanna try again and press on with the game, hopefully it clicks with you um, maybe not to the level it did with me. Obviously, that's a very particular special experience for me. But um, hopefully you do like it potentially a bit more if you uh, if you play it a bit more. Uh, Yassine says, I'm still torn on which next-gen console to get. Next-gen still feels muddled to me. Any advice? Uh, I'd agree with Yasin here. There's still certain, I would say mo- mostly on the PlayStation side, things that we don't quite know about. Because I was kind of thinking the other day, uh, you know, the the games that I kind of play regularly, the games that I want to keep at the moment. So Crash Bandicoot 4, one that I'm going back to. Last of Us 2, one that I want to go back to. And uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I still don't know if and when I'm going to switch to Cold War, Black Ops Cold War, but that's a different question. Um, I was sitting there the other day on my PlayStation 4. I was getting ready to, I think, play Call of Duty. And I was looking at my um, cross media bar or the dashboard for the for the PlayStation. I thought like, okay, it's been confirmed that you know, Naughty Dog said that I'll be able to play Last of Us Two on my PS Five. That's great. Um, you know, if I do do or don't decide to get a uh, PlayStation Five next month, let's let's say I do. I don't know if um, I go to download Crash Bandicoot Four or put the disc in for Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. I don't know what's going to happen, I do know that, I assume if I go on my PS5 along to my library and go and download Last of Us 2 that that would probably work that way, seeing as they confirm that that game's backwards compatible. but, you know, if I go and buy a PlayStation 5 and put in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or, you know, FIFA, or the Star Trek game that I've got, or, um, Watch Dogs Legion, actually Watch Dogs is playable isn't it, so, um, I don't know if it will come up and just say, you know, this game's not compatible, or if it'll load, or start downloading, or I've no idea. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult sort of situation now with Xbox, as, as you've pointed out before. You know, you know that you'll be able to pretty much go and play Gears, Halo, Forza, uh, most of the other games, Hellblade, um, probably some others as well. Um, but what do you think of uh, your scenes situation? With uh, next-gen console confusion, I suppose.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. Um, that's one of those things that really... Just, I mean, obviously, first off, you don't have to get it right at launch. Um, sure, yeah. Obviously, availability is going to be a thing here. Uh, really, just look at, you know, which one do you use more? Which one are you always using for non-gaming stuff, like streaming, like Netflix or TV Hulu that, or, yeah. or TV or anything like that? Uh, which one do you regularly find your friends on if you play online multiplayer um and really just go from there so yeah
0: yeah um i think that the friends part is kind of interesting as well because you know that there, there is a lot of people that i play cod with and a lot of them are actually on xbox obviously i discovered them through the game and then added them as an activision friend because they're on my activision friends list um So, finding friends might not necessarily be as much of an issue, because there is more cross-play games than what we've probably ever had before. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily a guarantee with every game. Um, I mean, there was news announced, I think it was today or yesterday, that the... uh, I don't know if it's the whole of the Zombies mode, but the Cold War, Black Ops Cold War um, game that's got the new Zombies mode. there's There's some sort of exclusivity for PlayStation. So you've got situations like that where the multiplayer for Black Ops Cold War and probably the Warzone will probably be cross-play. But obviously, if there's going to be parts of the Zombies game, which you can play with friends, are going to be exclusive to PlayStation and won't be on Xbox, that takes some of that away. So there's so there's just little situations where that might not quite apply, but we do have more cross-play now than what we've ever had before. I mean, you can do it for, what, Fortnite, Minecraft, mm-hmm. Rocket League um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, can you do it on Destiny? I don't know if you can do it on Destiny.
1: I don't know if they've allowed that yet or not, but Destiny okay. is
0: part of, uh, Game Pass now, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. What about, um, PUBG? Can you do it on that? I know that's available uh, on PlayStation and Xbox. so.
1: It is on Xbox, yeah, they're saying, yeah. Uh, it's good. I know that Microsoft has already come out and said that PUBG on Series X is going to be 60 frames 4K. Right. So.
0: Optimized. So.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's one of those things that you really got to weigh the options on. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. Just see what what sort of comes up and everything. Uh, but that's everything we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, next week I'll possibly be giving my impressions of Watchdogs Legion, depending on if I've got it and or started it. We don't know yet, but um, we'll see how that works out. But in the meantime, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video game, films, and obviously sports with Manchester United at the moment, so you can have a look out for all of that Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk that would be great that would be really really helpful Uh, you can check us out on Patreon the $1 and $3 level tiers Uh, for instant every podcast and review options Amazon affiliate link link, sorry if you're buying stuff on Amazon maybe it is that uh, Xbox Series X or the PS5 or uh, some Christmas stuff that you may be getting Uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend from that but it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds you can simply search for entertainment talk on iTunes and podcast platforms Uh, get yourself subscribed and if you can rate and review us as well either the individual feeds or the main feed. Uh, Geek Town, you can find that, of course, if you go to uk and search for Geek Town on iTunes and podcast services. Uh, that's run by David, of course, for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. Uh, Bex is streaming daily at the moment on Twitch for uh, fun and interesting and um, sort of fun content over there. So if you search for Trista, Byte, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, uh, go and follow her, subscribe to her over there. Uh, word of mouth, you can just tell people that you know about the website, iTunes feeds, Geek Town and Trista Bytes. Uh, Social media, you can do the same thing, but if you search, uh, sorry, but if you do that through Facebook and Twitter and different Facebook groups. And lastly, look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.